Welcome to Fox Force 5, the podcast that tells you five things that you need to know. I'm Kelly Crichton, and the next voice you're going to hear is my little sister, Nicola Murphy. <laughs> Hello, Nicola Murphy. I barely recognize you with your new hair. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> it was so funny. I came in yesterday and I went straight into the loo because I was bursting. And Stuart came down the stairs and he was in the kitchen. I was like, it's just me. You may not recognize me coming out of the loo because we've this thing where we um f- it happens all the time where we scare each other in the house, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't know your so home like, yet. It's yeah. just me. <laughs> you may not recognize me. Oh, hilarious. <laughs> oh, thank God. Sweet Jesus. From all it's mad, matches. isn't it, what it can do, like just to your mental well-being, getting your hair done. And I was, I got my nails done too, and I was bloody delighted, even just to be able to like wear my ring without feeling like I was a child. Because <laughs> I have such ugly, tiny hands. Stop. So now they feel no, nice, don't. and I'm wearing my ring more and stuff. But I feel oh, like an adult fun. again. Trey gra- <laughs> Glamorous just with getting your hair done, never mind anything else. But I nearly, I swear to God, poor Fiona, my hairdresser, I nearly jumped up and hugged her when I sat down from the sink <laughs> when I could see my my hair was the colour I prefer it to be when you have free choice, you know. So it was great. Yeah, I think everybody's probably in the same boat now. They're like, thank God, anyway. And I booked in my next oh, appointment. so nice. Well, yeah, so. I know. I, I have two, actually. Oh, it's just been so nice. And just even I was in town this morning. God, I haven't done that in such a long time. Walking around, seeing people, you know, mm-hmm. admiring people, seeing styles, seeing people with their hair done, like the whole thing. It was just like the real world again. Yeah so nice and, and like a real little pennies boy. Yeah. and yeah it was just a joy oh my god a joy yes and roll on the next stage of um reopening so you know what Nicola this is episode eight and episode eight is kind Ooh. of a big deal in the podcast world you know oh I didn't know this why well just I think a lot of it, uh, podcasts start off great guns blazing like and then mm. you know they get a bit of pod fatigue I think it's called so not that many people make it past seven or eight episodes you know so hey hey we made it to eight and you have to have eight episodes to enter awards so we will be award-winning podcasters before we know it i guarantee you (laughs) just need someone to enter spread the word spread the word everybody you know so congratulations to you yeah go on oh oh, sorry oh to us (laughs) oh congratulations to you also (laughs) thank you peace be with you not so with you yeah the award is that we've gotten this far and not fallen out so there we go (laughs) absolutely bonding building bridges and bonding over zoom yeah and podcasts but um let's get things started we've got an awful lot to talk about today so up first is number one one so this week I'm talking about something that's close to my heart. It's a movement slash organization slash group called the Sanctuary Runners. Um, don't know if you've heard of these guys before, but this is a group uh, formed by Cork, uh, formed in Cork by Graham Clifford, who's a good Kerry man. He's a journalist and uh, all around good human being. And it was founded in 2018. And basically the aim of the group is to bring Irish residents, refugees and asylum seekers to run, jog or walk together. And the group encourages people to run alongside and in solidarity with asylum seekers and refugees in direct provision, thereby fostering friendship, positivity and respect while bringing greater awareness to the migration system. 
So oh, that's, I didn't know that was because I know obviously you did the run before and you were talking mm. about them and you spoke about them on here too, but I didn't know that was what they did. That's such a nice idea. Yeah. Know. So it's all about just um, giving people an opportunity to run with the locals in the local area, you know, yeah, and feel part of the local really community. Nice. So, um, yeah, I mean, this is actually, it's such a fantastic organization because um, they've been nominated and won lots of awards both in Ireland and internationally for this work you know so um yeah yeah, it's a solidarity through sport movement and it's all over the country so um if people are interested in this you can log on to the website to see if there's one near you and the you know like a lot of things now it was put on hold obviously during the pandemic but they did start pod running again this week where i think we could have up to 15 people so hopefully that will increase and increase now over the summer so, but in the meantime, what they're doing is something called the Cork City Marathon, which a lot of people will know of, a famous marathon in Ireland. Happens on the June Bank Holiday weekend normally. Obviously not happening this year, but they have a virtual marathon. So Sanctuary Runners are appealing for people to get on board with that. So you can sign up and then email Sanctuary Runners and let them know and they'll send you out a t-shirt. Mm. And they're aiming to have 1,500 runners partaking and they hope to build the most culturally culturally diverse running team to ever have entered a marathon anywhere in the world. So, wow. yeah, so it's cool. Really cool. So, as I say... It's, it's such a good idea because, like, you know, <clears throat> I feel like people sometimes can be a bit of us versus them with things like, you know, not understanding direct provision and mm. all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think anything that encourages people to know more and get to know more people and yeah. kind of cut through any of that, like... I kind of hate, yeah, know, I hate the word integration, like, like, but that's kind of what it is. It's like um, getting an opportunity to meet with people who live in direct provision um, and learn what their lives are about. You know, yeah. they're just people like all of us, like the rest of us, many of whom would like to go for a walk or run and have a chat like we all mm. do or most of us do. So why not? Let's all do it together and, you know, show that we can ha- we can welcome people from other countries into our communities as well and that there's support there for them. So, yeah, yeah so the group is non-political and its focus is humanitarian. Um, but it's also about the beneficial impact of physical exercise and, the you know, the normality brought by running, jogging and walking shoulder to shoulder with others, um, with asylum seekers and Irish people alike. So they do not aim to be the fastest mm. running team in the world, but definitely the friendliest. It's a lovely Aww, little catch line. That's lovely. Isn't oh, really it? really sweet. Yeah. So just in terms of, you know, if you're, if like the Cork City Marathon is not that far away, but you can do a relay. So you can do a short distance. You can do 8.5K if you like mm. for anyone who's feeling fit enough. You can walk it, you can run it, you can jog it. Um, and that's coming up, as I say, on the 6th of June. And you can register Lovely. for it online. If you just go on to sanctuaryrunners.ie, you'll get all the information there. But in the long term, there is groups all over the country. And a lot of them are attached to local park runs. So you can oh, go along yeah, on a Saturday morning yeah. and meet up mm-hmm. there and do the walk or the run or whatever and have a coffee afterwards. And it's all very sociable and it's all very nice. So, really yeah, nice. I am idea. looking forward to actually getting back on the running wagon and getting out with these guys in Killarney as well, because the Killarney group has just been revitalized. So I met some of the guys down there last week. So we had a bit of picture of you in the paper. So <laughs> me, I'm going to miss you on the carrier's eye and some other, I think it might have been the advertiser as well, but, uh, you know, not that I'm blowing my own oh, horn or anything. See, everybody, <laughs> Kelly's famous. Although famous I think they got my name wrong, of course, <laughs> but never mind. Um, no, so that yeah. always happens. And as well, when people, when like you say 
Kelly Crichton's people like it's not exactly yeah. an easy second Christian, name. <laughs> Crichton? Yeah. <laughs> or the <laughs> Kelly. But um, yeah, Aaron knows grand. But um, here's a message from Graham. The Sanctuary Runners is a solidarity through sport movement, which uses running, jogging and walking to bring together asylum seekers, refugees and those in wider Irish society. We've groups in Killarney, in Tralee, in Kenmare and in 28 locations in total across Ireland. So it's really going very well and we're expanding internationally too. On Sunday, the 6th of June, we'll be taking part in the virtual Cork City Marathon. And we hope to have 1,500 people taking part across 25 countries at the last count. People can run the full or the half marathon or they can take part by covering the leg of a relay, which is about eight and a half kilometres. People can run, jog, walk, crawl, do it on their head. Whatever way they do it is fine with us once they're wearing one of our blue sanctuary runner tops. And we'll be doing all of this to show solidarity, friendship and respect with asylum seekers and refugees here in Ireland and across the world. To find out more, go to sanctuaryrunners.ie. So that'll be brilliant. So check Very that cool. out. Yes, and well done to Graham yes. and everybody involved in the organising. It's just great, great guns, great guns. Cool. Up next, Nicola with number two. Two. And this week's entry into the domain of my entertainment-filled evenings was uh, uh, Ryan Murphy's new number for uh, Netflix. So I love Ryan Murphy's stuff. You know, he's like a really big deal with um, Netflix. So he's produced and written, co-written lots of stuff. I have no idea who Ryan Murphy is. So Ryan Murphy is the guy who did uh, like America that... um, the, you know the the OJ Simpson case, and he oh, did yes. Versace, the American oh, Crime yeah, I enjoyed Story. That. I love yes. that. Yeah. and he's doing one now for he's doing Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky, all oh. that. So yes, very good. So he's done that. He also does American Horror Story. He has done. There's been a few weird kind of TV shows he's done as well for Netflix. Um, there was one. It's like about. Is it called the president? There's he has loads. Basically, he signed a massive contract with them where he's constantly mm-hmm. producing things. Okay. He made a movie as well very recently, um, and it's all very like very stylish, quite camp, you know, fabulous. I think he's involved in the prom as well, mm-hmm. the prom, the movie as well. He's loads of stuff. If you look up his back catalogue, you'll see a ton of stuff. But um, really, like I said, colorful musical nice style good characters you know quite flamboyant all that stuff so I love it I love mm. all his stuff even if mm. it's a bit random um I kind of still enjoy <laughs> his stuff mm. just I like his kind of idea and how he portrays them mm-hmm. so his most recent one for Netflix is about Halston so Kelly tell me your fashion experience do you know who Halston is Halston yeah a fashion it. designer H-A-L-S-T-O-N Halston 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 no idea so this guy i also never heard of it before but i saw the trailer and i was totally gripped so hugh mcgregor actually plays this character oh, 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 oh. um we my friend adore. my pal <laughs> yes kelly once read didn't you like run across the street one time to see him in edinburgh <laughs> to accost him yeah get my photograph with him anyway go on sorry <laughs> yeah so very jealous eternally jealous but Mm. um so uh, abandoning my my husband on our wedding anniversary (laughs) date (laughs) every 
it was worth every minute. <laughs> so this is kind of as also, I suppose, we're all gearing up for the Gucci movie that's coming as well. Um, Tom Ford's ultra sexy Gucci, you know, the movie that did G- not know um, that was coming, was not gearing Gigi up Gaga. for it, but I am now. Gosh, the one oh, the Lady Gaga is in. Yeah, it oh, looks yeah, amazing. With, um, Can't wait what's for that. His name? Yeah. Mm, what is his name? I know it's, is it, what's his name? Kylo oh, Ren. <laughs> yeah, him. But um, so, I know Ridley Scott is making all that, but it's still kind of same kind of looking back at these kind of genres of like the 50s and 60s where like fashion was really coming into its own yes. thing, you know. Yep. So uh, he basically was very famous kind of Studio 54 kind of era. Is it co- sorry, is um, it called Halston? This? Yes, okay. yes, yes. Um, a very famous Studio 54 kind of era, like I said, he did uh, a lot of design for like people like Bianca Jagger. He became famous originally because he did Jackie Kennedy's pillbox, pillbox hats. Oh. So that was his first kind of thing. And then Liza Minnelli became kind of one of his... Um, uh, you know, he was very inspired Portuguese. by Liza Minnelli as well mm. also, and designed a lot Portuguese of stuff for her. So yeah. he was, like again, never heard of him. So I kind of feel bad. Like the man himself passed away in the 90s, but was very famous back in his day. So it's really interesting that this there's this guy that I never heard about from like that was massive in the 60s and 70s. And it was really big with kind of the younger generation in terms of like forming that sort of fashion that took over in the 60s and 70s. So mm. it is a drama series, but like everything that Ryan Murphy does, it has an air of like comedy to it as well. And it's quite easy to watch. Oh. Um, look at Hugh McGregor and he's fabulous in it. I really enjoyed him. Um, mm. I'm only one episode in so far. There's about eight, I think. There's quite mm. a few, but I'm really enjoying it. So well worth the watch. It's like I said, very stylish music is good really good characters you have like Mm. um obviously a character like a younger Liza Minnelli in it as well and all that so it was um yes it's really good definitely give it a watch I'm still trying to Adam Driver I remembered it that's Adam Driver (laughs) yes indeed um that's the Gucci one but anyway back to this guy so um like I said just amazing soundtracks as well so this actually weirdly about him so he was actually immoralized by Andy Warhol um, he kind of created this whole like print series about Halston himself oh. and uh, the Sister Sledge song who we actually saw in concert a few years ago the two of us didn't we yeah. see Sister Sledge <laughs> yeah we did we did um, their we song he's the greatest money. dancer oh yes, yeah he's the that's about dancer. him it's about him no so way. Boston. Yeah. Oh God, I wish yeah. I lived in the 60s. I know. Amazing. <laughs> but he had a very extravagant life, as you can imagine. In America. Uh, <laughs> yes. A lot of like uh, drug addiction, super extravagant lifestyle. Um, yeah. You kind of uh, in the 80s went to more of affordable fashion. Um, and I actually Googled it. I just Googled Halston to see. And there's still dresses and stuff being produced, obviously, by his kind of house, oh, fashion house. his brand. But yeah. um, various in prices from like $100 to like $1,000. So oh. and probably up. But obviously, okay. Google wouldn't show me that. It knows I can't afford that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so um, really interesting, though. Uh, looking forward yeah. to seeing kind of how it goes. Uh, like I said, it's just kind of an entertaining view anyway of things. But if you've watched any of those other Ryan Murphy TV shows, mm. it's definitely up your street. The only I really one I saw it. was the Versace one and I really enjoyed it. It was really beautifully put together. Um, Do you not watch the OJ Simpson one? I don't think so. Oh, it's really good as well. It was very good. I think it might still be on Netflix. It's worth watching. It's, oh, it's maybe brilliant. I did. Maybe I did. God, yeah. there's been so many OJ Simpson things and actually... Oh yeah, with your man Ross Geller. 
Yes. Yeah, going to all yeah, the characters' exactly. names and the actors' and, names. And Ken, the biggest thing, sure, I forgot to say, of course, his one of his biggest first things was, well, popular was the first thing he wrote, then Nip Talk, then Glee. He was like, I forgot to say, he should have said that at the start. Yeah, we know, wouldn't have to I talk forgot. anymore. He's, he I did Glee, okay. I could, I could be here listening. Our favourite. <laughs> Our favourite programme uh, of all time, for God's sake. Yeah. Oh, hilarious. So, oh, good. He, and he's lots of... Um, like there's a movie as well, like the, the prom, like I said, but uh, the boys in the band, which was also on Netflix, which looks really good. I haven't watched it yet, but mm. it, to be honest, if you look up anything um, Ryan Murphy esque, there's so many things, and they're all usually kind of a little bit out there, but yeah. like really well done, really entertaining. So a bit yeah, camp definitely. around the edges probably as well. But it's absolutely, I think he's making one now about Jeffrey Dahmer. So that's uh, which is kind of a big turn, obviously. He seems um, to have a lot all... of stuff, doesn't he? He seems to have done a lot. Oh wow, well, yeah. If you Google it like literally I'd say he's had like on Netflix alone in the last few years he has had Pose The Politician um, another thing Hollywood as well was really enjoyable I like that that's kind of a young Hollywood like Dean Martin and all that um, so loads of stuff and they're all on Netflix because so remind me of the them. name of it again sorry it's gone straight out of my head of this Halston yeah. Halston 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 okay yep. I keep thinking of that stupid surfer chic shop you know what's it called Oh, Jesus Christ, my brain is brain Hollister? Dead. Yes, Hollister, yeah, exactly. it's not that. No. <laughs> okay, um, what, uh, I didn't watch an awful lot of TV this week, but last night I watched episode five of Mayor of Easttown. Are you up with it? No, I'm not caught at all. Oh and my mom keeps asking goodness. me as well, and I'm about three weeks behind. Oh my goodness, there's a shocker in episode five. I thought it was actually finished. I was like, what? And I had to look it up, there's seven episodes, but um, it's good. It's really oh, good. Let's go back to it's it, really yeah. good. Um, yeah, and other than that, I keep meaning to say to you: Have you seen the um, photographs of Lily James as Pamela Anderson? <gasps> unreal! Doesn't she look oh, unreal? It's unreal. hilarious. I saw her in the red, like Baywatch swimming tags this morning in a picture, and oh, yeah. you the spit of her. I haven't seen. You Slightly honestly wouldn't know the difference. Narrow, you know, yeah. but like the spit. I haven't seen many body shots now, but the face shots I saw, I was like, Jesus. You never would have guessed that. You never would have thought Lily James could look like Pamela Anderson. Like, it's hilarious. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah, no, she's unreal. Oh you my know, God. she's and in that I, thing. Sorry. No, go on. Yeah, that's this new thing I know it's on my love. list. Yeah. I've recorded good. it because um, I'm BBC, but I missed the first 20 minutes of the first episode. And then I'm kind of like, I'm I'm such a freak about having to see the whole thing, you know. So I'm yeah. kind of waiting to see if it comes on again. Um but it's a three episode kind of period drama thing. We're supposed to be good. It was like but... she was in Dominic West when they had the affair or supposedly <gasps> affair. Is that right? Yeah, that's what she was in with him. God, she's I'm a controversial character. I'm mm. such a crush on Dominic West, although he's such a damaged character in oh, The God, Wire. I think he's such a... <laughs> he sounds like a total dope in real life though, doesn't he? You, like oh, all that stuff know. about the affair and the going outside with the wife afterwards and... Yeah. kissing having a big schnog in front of the press it was oh so cringy that whole thing yeah true actually oh. yeah there i still probably wouldn't you know shove him i'd say he's a bit of a creepy <laughs> old i don't know i'd say he's a bit of a creepy old man nick i don't know i don't know but anyway Listen, don't destroy my love of dominic west okay <laughs> right okay moving on I'll to leave, tree <laughs> leave it with no, i'll leave you with it okay all right uh number three three Okay, so Fox of the Week this week uh, has rarely been out of the public eye here in Ireland for the past three years. Since the cervical check scandal broke, we are, of course, talking about Aww. Vicky Phelan. Um, born Victoria Kelly, she grew up in Kilkenny, but now lives in Limerick. 
Uh, her backstory is as follows. In 2011, Vicky Phelan underwent a smear test uh, for, curv- for cervical cancer. Although her test results showed no abnormalities, she was diagnosed with cervical cancer in 2014. An internal cervical check review found the original result to be incorrect, but Vicky was not informed of this fact until 2017. She sued Clinical Pathology Laboratories Inc. Austin, Texas over the incorrect test and she settled for 2.5 million without an admission of liability. In her case, her lawyers had argued that if this abnormality had been detected in 2011, she would have had a 90% chance of survival. In January 2018, she was given 12 months to live. Now, happily, obviously, she is she is still alive and with us, but she wasn't the only person affected by this these indiscrepancies, these misreading of tests. And it transpired more than 200 women could have benefited from earlier treatment during this time. They discovered this as part of this audit they did. So Vicky had signed a non-disclosure agreement. Uh, no, sorry, she didn't sign a non-disclosure agreement mm-hmm. as part of her settlement. And thus she was able to expose the scandal and stand up for these women. So essentially the crux of the issue was the audit that took place in 2014 where they discovered 200 plus women could have been treated was bad enough. But to add insult to injury, many of those women were simply not told what had happened. So they had cancer, but they were never told, oh, actually, the smear you got three years ago, for example, the smear you got three years ago, that was read incorrectly, you know. So and they weren't Mm -hmm. told that that was found out in the audit. So documents emerged from the audit that had sent that had been sent to the women's GPs telling them, and I quote, to use their judgment in selected cases where it is clear that discussion of the outcomes of the review could do more harm than good. I mean, that is just disgusting. Every woman should have been told straight away what had happened. Um, The cover up, like. Yeah, so that was the issue at the heart of the cervical check controversy. I mean, there's been so many women affected by this. Another one of them that you might remember was the amazing Kerry woman, Emma Vikvahuna. And she had five children and she had gotten an accurate mm. negative test. And I don't know if you remember, but she did an interview on Morning Ireland on, in May 2018. And it was utterly heartbreaking. I remember hearing it live standing in my kitchen with tears running down my face. I've never heard mm. anything like it. And she spoke about having to pick up her children from school early to tell them that she was dying. Like it was just heartbreaking. Um, Tony O'Brien who was the chief of the HSC at the time resigned over that a few days later and Emma died that October um, Vicky surrendered her anonymity to be the voice of so many women who were affected by the scandal she's campaigned tirelessly to ensure continuous review of the cervical check system the Scali inquiry took place as a result of the scandal and despite repeated delays the final publication found major shortcomings in terms of disclosure major deficiencies in the governance of the cervical screening programme as well as a lack of public health expertise across the screening service. The implementation of recommendations from this inquiry is ongoing, but the future of cervical check is not certain by any means. And despite initial pledges from the previous government that mediation would be uh, provided for women who have been affected by this, uh, they are still going through the courts to argue. As many as 150 women actually are still going through the courts to argue that there was medical negligence in the reading of their smear slides. And the Cervical Check Tribunal is ongoing. Um, it was set up as a result of the Scali inquiry. Um, but there's been problems with that because Vicky and other people who are represented by the 221 Plus Patient Support Group 
have withdrawn their support for the committee over con- some of their requirements that weren't being met. So that's not being the positive effect mm. entity it should be either. But there was an, uh, an uplift in women getting smears after the, the media scandal around the mm. cervical check issue. And there was an up, ups, uptake in women taking up H- HPV vaccines, young women taking up HPV vaccines. So they were something positive that came out of it. But Vicky has been campaigning elsewhere as well. She fought successfully for access to a particular um, cancer dr- drug, if I can pronounce it, Pembrolizumab. Um, it's a, an immunotherapy drug and that actually shrank her original tumour and the state offers it now to other women with cervical cancer as Brilliant. a result of that campaigning. Vicky's currently living in America as she had to begin treatment as part of a US cancer trial after discovering her cancer had returned at the end of last year and she has a new tumour. Um, she talks about having nightmares around di- uh, dying and has more recently spent time campaigning for assisted dying legislation. She said that dying with the dig- sorry, she said the dying with dignity bill would ease a huge fear she and others have about passing away in pain in a hospital or a hospice. And she's urged TDs to back the bill um, because she is afraid about where her she has no choice over where her final final moments will be. So I know that's all a bit heavy, but God almighty, this woman, like if you follow her on social media, she never stops. She is just so brave, mm, so geez. strong. I'm sure she has moments of weakness, but she just keeps going and keeps fighting. And she's obviously lived out her prognosis. You know, she just keeps going and, you know, fair play to her and, I hope she fights on. Fight on, Vicky. And keep going, girl. You're you're our fox of the week. And darn well deserved, I think, too. It kind of broke my heart. I remember reading there a few weeks ago that she had told her family, you know, when she went in December to the States that it was six months, but she knew the whole time that it was going to be 12 months. But she didn't want it. Right? Yeah. So she only told them recently. And oh. God love her. Like, can you imagine? Like, she knew she was going to have to be gone for 12 months and yeah, had to kind of tell them that it was only the six months to kind of keep people going and stuff. And to go away so then during COVID as well and not yeah. know what would be happening with lockdowns and whatnot. And like and... the States is not exactly, you know, when she went, it wasn't exactly the safest place either, you know. It wasn't, uh, you know, things weren't great over there either, like with Trump and all that back in like December and January. So, yeah very tough god love her but um yeah i saw so i went for my own actually in march and it was a bit delayed because one of the other girls had had it a few weeks earlier and i was wondering and um then uh elaine my friend sent me an article that march was the biggest uptake of cervical tests in like two Mm. years so Mm. people obviously i don't know coming out of lockdown or whatever but um, thank god people were still going because i know a lot of women were afraid to go because of covid and stuff but you should definitely and it's a nurse now you know you don't even have to go see a doctor so um but definitely so important and i think again some people might not have gone the last few years but definitely when you can go oh my god Mm. and it's a free service you know yeah absolutely and they've put a lot more measures and checks in place obviously considering everything that's happened with the screening program and it's a lot more thorough and the labs they're using are a lot more reliable i mean if you you know when i was reading back through all the kind of case history they do sort of you know early days when they were defending it they were sort of saying well cervical screening is only 75 percent. it only shows up 75 percent of cancers anyway but actually in some other countries it's like 90 percent. you know so um i think they are getting better and they've certainly put measures in place to improve so 
you know, don't be disillusioned, go and get it. I actually had yeah, two definitely. after the scandal because I went straight away and then I was like, no, I'm going again because yeah. I was so afraid of something, of something happening, you know. So, yeah, better look, knowledge is power. You know what I mean? Yeah, go and get absolutely. the information. So, um, cool. Get your fanny checked, everyone. <laughs> They don't usually check your fanny when you're there, so it's usually just your cervix, but never mind. You get your fanny checked if you want. <laughs> oh, moving on. Number four. Four. Uh, so my uh, internet follow of the week this week is um, an Instagram account. So similar to kind of Kyla last week where I'm enjoying, you know, people who make me laugh <laughs> on social media at the moment. Um so I don't actually if you follow him, but it's uh, Shane Dan Byrne. Do you follow him? Shane no? Dan Byrne. I feel like I know the name, but it's probably because other people have shared him. I don't think I follow him. Yeah. So you might have seen um, his skit that he did at Easter time. I shared it where like he's the mother of God. He's like dressed up as Mary. Oh God, it's so funny. So he oh, does yes. kind of skits. Yes. So he does skits Send the phone. like that. How are you? Yeah. How are you? Yeah. Was it Mary Magdalene? You just come How in there now. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She was over, was. over in the tomb. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Very funny. He's very mm. funny. So, um, you know, I suppose tough times again for anybody who's a stand up or a writer or MC. And, and that's basically his tree, um, his, script, his descriptions on Instagram. So he's obviously a comedian. He does skits like that. The, another kind of famous one you might have seen is his Shannon skit, skits, where he's a, you know, Shannon's uh, hair, brows, nails and dog grooming and the Lower Kimmage Road. And he talks about <laughs> being Shannon and yeah. like COVID and the appointments and all that. It's so yeah. funny. So he does, he does take it off the Irish mammy very well. That's the bit we were saying a minute ago. It was like the Irish mm. mammy on the phone, but she's she's the mother of Christ. She as well as being yeah. the Irish mammy. Very, very good. funny. Very funny. Yeah. So he does very kind of like just short skits, you know, but like mm. obviously we'll throw on the week and all that, you know, but Shannon is so funny, like the stuff he comes out with. But yeah, again, kind of one of those people who was like, I was, you know, if you look back to before, I suppose, 2020, he was just kind of putting up, you know, the same kind of stuff on Instagram but yeah. because of everything changing. He started mm. doing his own skits and stuff like that. So loads of them are saved as highlights again on the account. And oh, oh yeah. just so funny. Just really, really funny guy. I think it's funny, isn't it, how there's been certain people have comedians and things that have come to the fore via social media during mm. COVID. It's yeah. almost like, I suppose, a bit like us doing this podcast. Like, you know, we maybe never would have done this if it wasn't for COVID, you know, because yeah, absolutely. we were kind of stuck at home and we weren't seeing each other and all that. And, you know, I wanted to do some more stuff and I wouldn't have had that opportunity either if I'd been mm. working full time. And, you yeah. know, there's all these kind of whilst, yeah, things were kind of shut down and curtailed a lot initially. I think people have found ways to kind of become more creative and put put yourself in different situations and scenarios and try new things and yeah and I think you know like like this guy sorry what was his name again Shane Danburn Shane Danburn and there's um like Ty Kiki and Cork he's gone through the roof as well like his stuff is more political oh that guy yeah I actually must look him up as well you said him he's very funny he's very funny so Alison Spittle you know she the comedian she's gone stratospheric since the start of um, yes and she was doing her like co 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 video party co video party there during COVID really good like I mean look he could have had his own following but obviously we're not in Dublin so like we Mm. don't really know the Dublin comedic scene so I'm sure he did have his own Mm. like thing going on but it's just funny absolutely people have come to the the front now like you said Mm. like they've used social media to kind of you know grow their their 
what's the word audience like, following audience yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. but he's well worth the follow yes very funny enjoy him um and yeah like you mentioned any of those uh, like i suppose there's loads of them i mean look at the flemings and Kerry as well they've gone mm-hmm. absolutely like global yes. globally mm-hmm. famous from what mm-hmm. i can see and you know using kind of your social media then for good things like they did a big thing for you know um Darkness Darkness and light and all that. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, so fair play to all these people who've put themselves out there because we all needed a lot of entertainment in the last 18 months. So thank you for your contribution to the laughs I've had in the last uh, (laughs) number of months. As you said, a lot of these people have Patreons and things like that. So you can support them directly as well. And the more common that becomes, you're cutting out the middleman, like it's great, you know? Yeah, or money straight in their pocket. Yeah, and even that, like when they do tour and stuff like that, you'll know them now, you know, mm. you'll know who they are and you can mm-hmm. kind of, you know, go and support them, you know. I see Ironically, now there's a few things for 2022, like comedic yeah. stuff already starting and it's great mm-hmm. to see things that you can actually book and go to, you know. Mm-hmm. I would rarely, rarely go to see a comedian. Like we used to go to all, loads of shows during the Fringe Festival in Edinburgh and that. And then you wouldn't go to, you might go to one the whole rest of the year, you know, like I'd be much more into going to music and that. But you never regret it when you do go, you know, unless it's, you know, like an open mic night and it's just terrible shite altogether. But yeah, like it's always, you always have a giggle, like, you know what I mean? So um, yeah, worth worth supporting them and like, geez, they really put themselves on the line, you know, so um, Mm. well done. Save, save the comedians. Buy a ticket. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Okay, so moving along. Number five. Five. Nicola, you're going to love this. Oh, is it musical? Are you ready? Are you sitting comfortably? Is it musicals? Let me guess. Is it musicals or is it like, mm, I think musicals, is it? It's not musicals. I can't believe we've got to episode eight and we've actually done nothing about musicals. What what has come over us? Mm. It's terrible. Um, So it's Eurovision. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I should have guessed. Very topical. Very topical. Yes, very topical. Now, this could be a little bit risky because we are recording this podcast on Tuesday. It'll be put out on Wednesday. The first semi-final of the Eurovision is Tuesday night, so Ireland could actually be out of the Eurovision by the time. No, we should say congratulations, Ireland. You're into the final of the Eurovision. Well done, Leslie Roy. You're amazing. Good luck in the final. Um, So just in case this is, I'm not focusing on Ireland in this piece. It's more like, but but you didn't know this about Eurovision kind of stuff. So um, still worth listening to, I think. Um, Mm. So don't abandon us if Ireland are out of the Eurovision because there's some fun facts. Uh, to follow so yeah so basically it's on this week in Rotterdam in the Netherlands you might give us some little Dutch phrases there before the podcast is oh, out yeah. Mick. so Dewey is my favourite Dutch phrase it's just like see you Dewey I love it Dewey <laughs> yeah what's cheers I know I should know this Prost as well kind Prost. of yeah isn't it what's the thing you say the cranking in the something or other nurkin the... in the kirkin <laughs> nurkin in the kirkin it's having sex in the kitchen yeah <laughs> Nurkin in the Kirkin. Okay, in the Kirken, cool. yeah. I mean, you don't need much more Dutch than that, do you? Yeah, I'm trying to think of more, but God, it was a long time ago now. I've forgotten a lot of it, but Dewey was always my favorite. See you. I like that. I like yeah. that. So, yeah, so it's on. First semi final is tonight. And I don't know when the second one is. Thursday night. Thursday night, I do. Mm. Um, and the final then is on Saturday night. And our entry, Ireland's entry this year, is Leslie Roy, who was. 
supposed to sing last year and actually this is the case for a lot of the countries they're just yeah it's kind of tough because I actually really liked her song from last year last and year, the yeah, Icelandic it song it was bloody brilliant you know do you remember yes uh, you're ruining uh, my piece uh, Nicola oh sorry ru- okay <laughs> <laughs> so yes Leslie Roy the, her song this year is called Maps and I actually hadn't listened to it before I did the research for this piece and it's actually not bad yeah. and The video is a little bit weird because she's like jumping around the mountains in Wicklow or somewhere. So it's a little bit jarring with dance music. But anyway, um, and it is a bit auto-tuny. But do you know what? It's She has a nice voice and it's poppy. And sure, isn't that what you need yeah. after the last year and a half? You know, so it's had more than one million views on um, YouTube as well. And I thought, that's amazing. But then I realized nearly all <laughs> the entries have near, more over one million views on YouTube. There's such a massive oh, the Eurovision. following is insane. Following. People really it's love insane. it. If you love it, you love it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, we used to be so into it in our 20s. Every year we had a party, you know, mm. and we we did a flat, a flat share. We had people around and everybody had to pick a country. And oh, we great crack. We always ended up steamboats watching it but um anyway twitter, so yeah twitter, like watch it on twitter it's the funniest oh, thing yeah. honestly i'm yeah, looking yeah. forward to it. it's saturday night so Gra- graham norton is good as well his commentary on mm. uh, bbc the commentary in ireland it was terry wogan for years wasn't it the irish commentary i'm not sure about oh, i know marty Penty whelan. Bliss. Marty whelan. oh yeah oh, i kind of mm. like marty he's grown on me over the years he's actually quite Penty funny Bliss. Mm. yeah Penty Bliss was lobbying to do it this year but i don't know if she i think um, no she wanted to do the numbers she wanted to deliver the The, oh, the, the vote, yes, the jury. the jury. Oh, hilarious. Oh, maybe she is so. Yeah. Maybe she is. I don't know, actually. Um, I'm, I'm kind of, I was following it at the time. Yeah. But I was go go back and check, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so Leslie was supposed to sing it last year and that song was called Story of My Life, which was a little boppy tune, mm. all right? Um, but, yes, so semi-final Tuesday night and then final Saturday. So, I had to listen to the UK entry as well. It's grand. It's not great. Our song is better, to be honest. Sorry, <laughs> UK listeners. Um, Honestly, the, fancy... best, the best thing to do is just follow it all on Twitter, regardless of the song, regardless of yeah. what's going on. Just well, watch you know people's what? reactions. I, there, if you go onto YouTube, right, you can get all 39 songs in a 20-minute oh. clip oh, on hilarious. YouTube. And I listened to that a couple of times, and I've picked out Austria, I think, is going to win. Oh. If not, um, there's Bulgaria and Belgium. Those three. I think. Oh, okay. You should I put money be, on it, Kel. You might get good at it. But then I, I was like, what am I basing this on? I'm basing it on Your their nice songs. As opposed to um, what would everyone vote for? Yeah. You know? And we don't and know that's what the, problem. the stage is going to be like and all the action. But like the stuff that's won it over the year, everything from like death metal to like yeah. terribly sad ballads you know so you just cannot guess what's going to capture the imagination you know maybe something really angry after covid for a year and a half and after eurovision being cancelled last year but i really like um yeah the austrian entry it's called amen um but anyway it's total belter but yes you talked about the icelandic tune last year because that was massive Mm. it was it's by a guy called daudi And his band, which I cannot pronounce, Gagna Magnio. <laughs> um, <laughs> Need to work was, on your Icelandic kill. <laughs> I know. Well, I, I, I actually looked up the pronunciation of his name at least because it's like D-A-O with a thing on top of it, I. So that's <laughs> Daudi. Um, but the song last year was called Think About Things. And if you don't know what we're talking about, you might recall they were like the real kind of grungy looking 
20 something year olds long hair they were popping up and down and loads of celebrities yeah. and people started doing it in their kitchens and stuff yes, yes. and um, kind of nerdy looking and very catchy so they were back with a song called 10 years not as good it's no, not as good so unfortunately although they might get lots of votes because they were good last yeah, year and they're maybe. kind of unique looking and the video for the song this year is like a Godzilla battle thing it's hilarious like a computer they game kind video of video is good yeah privilege. yeah so anyway that was just the background chat. I'm getting on to f- useless facts about Eurovision that you might not know. So, up first, it seems performing second on the night is totally cursed. No country ever to perform second on the final night has ever gone on to win the contest. Really weird. There you go. That's strange. Weird. In 1969, four countries won the Eurovision. The UK, Spain, France and the Netherlands. They all racked up the same score. So they they shared it, but then mm. they had no rules for a tie. But nowadays it happens, if it happens, it's the country that has the most points from the most countries. I get it, okay. Yeah. Okay, next. Do you, oh sorry, do you know which is the least successful country in Eurovision history? The UK? <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, it's a toss-up between totally, totally. It's a toss-up between the poor Norwegians having ended in last oh. place a massive nine times, oh. um, but the Cypriots have never actually won it, whereas oh. Norway have won three times. Uh, the rules of the contest mean only six members of each country can be on stage during a performance. Oh. It's a bit harsh. It's maybe a little bit harsh, but up until 1971, there was only you were only allowed three. Um, live animals are banned from the stage during Eurovision. <laughs> I love how that's an actual rule. There has to be a rule yep. in Eurovision that there's no live exactly, animals. Exactly, <laughs> because they get so over-the-top elaborate with their staging. Um, Spain's cleverly titled La 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 from 1968 contained no fewer than 138 las. There's actually a rule now that you can't have words that aren't actual words, more than seven of them or something per chorus. Hmm. Yep. United Kingdom gave how many points to ABBA in 1974? Oh, I'm going to say not that many. Maybe four. Nail poids. No! Oh, oh. Tut, tut, tut. Uh, in 1981 the UK act Bucks Fizz stunned viewers with their Velcro rip away skirts and within 48 hours Velcro had sold out across yes, the UK yes I love that <laughs> brilliant but I'm the most important team Team Ireland <laughs> Ireland holds the record of most victories in Eurovision Song Contest oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> We're so pathetic. It's like the only thing that we have, and we haven't even won it in like twenty oh, years. Oh, 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 no, no, no. Okay, okay get so <laughs> the six of these victories was in the eighties. Sorry, six of these victories was in the eighties and nineties. Um, so listen, can you tell me? Can you name them? Can you name <sighs> Dana. Yes. Um, we had the rock and roll kids. Oh, do you want me just to do the 60s and 70s ones or all of them? No, do all of them. Do all uh, of them. Uh, the Voice. So I might know yes. like Neve Kavanagh. <laughs> yes. Um, also, um, oh my God, you won Linda Martin. Yeah. Uh, and your man won it twice. But Terry Logan. What's his name? Terry Logan. No, <laughs> Johnny Logan. <laughs> 
<laughs> mix of Terry Wogan and Terry Wogan meets Johnny Logan. Oh yes. Um God, Terry's the, voice the, with Johnny's looks. Yeah, yeah. The rock and roll kids, like I said, uh, who else? No, God. Yeah, that's all of them. You got oh, yeah. them all. Yes, yes. <laughs> so Dana with all kinds of everything in nineteen seventy, Johnny Logan with What's Another Year in nineteen eighty, mm. and Hold Me Now, which I think is a far superior song yeah. to What's Another Year in nineteen eighty seven. Linda Martin with why me? Yeah. I look at you and I get to feeling why and me? The hair. Oh, the dress was, was like, unreal. Oh, and the hair was like um, short on top and long on the sides. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> and then Neve Kavna, 1993, In Your Eyes. That's that was a, a great song. song. Great song. Belter. Yeah. I heard somewhere recently that she works in Sainsbury's. Made me a bit sad, but anyway. Um, Paul Harrington and Charlie McGettigan, Rock and Roll Kids, hated that song. Oh, I, hated I like it. it. Oh, still hate it. Always mm. hated it. Uh, probably because I thought I was a rock and roll kid and they were not. <laughs> um, and then Emer Quinn with The Voice. Again, I wouldn't be that kind of that song. And I actually forgot about it until yeah. I was doing this research. But Johnny Logan is the only performer to have won twice. And he actually also wrote Linda Martin's Why Me, that one. Ah, so yes, I remember that actually. And yeah. what would be your favourite Eurovision song ever? Oh... Um, would it be the ABBA maybe or I'll tell I you mine it might inspire you Euphoria <laughs> you wonder if you could see me dancing around uh, who sang this? Uh, oh, Lorraine 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 okay. um, was it a winner? yeah it's a brilliant song yeah. going Euphoria. It's really good. And was you that should the year watch, I was traveling? <laughs> you should watch the Eurovision movie that came out last year. With, oh, yes. Uh, they have all of the Will last. Ferrell. Will Ferrell is in it. And what's her face? The really pretty one. I started it one night. I watched five minutes Rachel and I turned Adams. it off. And I don't often turn off films. Yeah. It's actually quite good. And the music in it is very catchy. And yeah. uh, they have lots of the previous winners in that as well. So if you okay. like Eurovision, you should definitely check that out too. So okay. Really okay. Um, yeah, it's it's my last little fact. There was Ireland finished second three times as well. One, two, three times. Yeah, mm. and we've had a total of eighteen top five results out of sixty four, which is nearly as good as Kerry's football record thirty seven <laughs> out of one hundred thirty. But there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, so had to stick that in there <laughs> for all the dubs listening. But um, yeah, so I funnily enough, Eurovision is Saturday night. And I'd always throw it on, you know, yeah. for probably towards near the end where they do the recaps and the vo- mm. and the voting, you know. But the voting goes on for so long. Oh, my God. No, but I'm anyway, telling you now, um, like, I only discovered, like, following it on Twitter a couple of years ago. And, like, me and Jeremy sitting here in stitches crying at, like, the <laughs> stuff people say. It's just brilliant, yeah. you know. So when funny. they're When the acts are on, just yeah. talking about the acts. Yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. the acts and, like, oh, just people are so funny, you know. So, honestly, if you yeah. are actually going to watch it this year. It's, it's actually, it's actually why you know the way the americans have a perception of europeans that's the kind yeah, of perception they have it is actually the kind of quirky <laughs> unusual like um strange i don't know like wacky kind of thing yeah, yeah it sure. definitely is mm, it definitely is um i mean it got so political in the last 20 years i think that's what kind of I ruined think that's it kind of died a, a little bit like i remember it was it yeah. last year well, sure, last year it was obviously the Netherlands and, well, the year before last, and then two years ago, wasn't it the Israel before that? Mm. And he won the mm. cook, the weird one. She was, she was a strange song. It was like, mm. she, used to make, <laughs> she made all these noises. <laughs> 
Listen, I can sit here. I'm like a, a closeted Eurovision fan because I actually love it. <laughs> Not closeted at all. <laughs> Fully fledged. Carrot carrying. Oh, guess. Um, no, I must do. I must look back at some of those. All right, God. I feel a bit out of it. I would have been big on early 2000s Eurovision stuff, but no, not, mm. not recently. But anyway, it's the final Saturday night. And actually, we've got tickets. First time I've paid for online tickets for a concert for Aww. Live at Worthy Farm, which is the Glastonbury. Oh, yes, Coldplay um, in that, isn't it? And yeah, more. Coldplay, Damon Albernheim, Roisin Murphy. And there's a special guest on from like 10 to 11 or something. So people speculating it's... Taylor Swift or maybe Paul McCartney oh. but um yeah which is kind of funny because when you're at Glastonbury there's always like rumors going around about who's going to turn up like it's always like Daft Punk are playing in the John Peel tent or whatever yeah. and you have to try and get across the site but um it never turns out to be true of course like you know it's yeah. just always rumors but um yeah so there's obviously rumors going around about this as well can you hear the dog back yeah, in the background I'm really me. sorry so annoying um but anyway, the um, that's my plans for the weekend. I feel like I've got a night out because there's so much music and entertainment to watch on the television. It's amazing. Mm. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, that's nice now, actually. I forgot about it. I'll, like, there's been no talk about the Eurovision at all. And then just today, because of the day that's in it, I've heard loads of people talking about it. But I'm looking forward to Saturday. That'll be good crack. Anything to fill a Saturday night at the moment, to be honest with you. So roll on Eurovision. Thanks for that. Indeed. That was very interesting. Indeed. Well, We'll be back again next week. We will love you and leave you all. Enjoy the Eurovision, even if Ireland aren't in it and whatever <laughs> else you're going to be up to, getting your hair done, going to pennies, shopping, pretending to be like normal people. Great stuff. And, enjoy uh, the glow up, everybody. Your, enjoy the glow up. Enjoy the glow up, exactly. And remember to tell your friends and family about the podcast and follow us on social media at Fox Force 5 Pod. Take care of yourselves and each other, as Jerry Springer used to say. Oh, God. <laughs> Thanks all. Have a lovely week. Bye. Love you. Bye.